This is The Wrap, a weekly show bringing you up to speed on what's been going on throughout the week. This is episode 33 on Friday, June 7, 2013. I am your host, TJ. So, this last weekend's box office report that I posted on Monday had Fast and Furious 6 at number one again for week number two. In some ways, it's not surprising. Uh, and for those of you complaining that I had not seen the film and yet I was complaining about the film, well, rest assured, I have now seen the film and so I can legitimately complain about it. As you might expect, there were some things I was surprised about uh, in terms of maybe they were better than I thought, but there were some things that were about as I expected and then there were things that were worse than I thought. Uh, it's a pretty ludicrous and ridiculous concept for the film. Uh, it's it, the, the franchise exists almost entirely for the over-the-top action sequences, wrecking hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of cars and ludicrous scenarios that just don't make any sense. So, you know, my opinion is check your logic at the door. You know, good storytelling need not apply here at this film. But in any event, worldwide right now, as of Monday, it had $480.5 million. So there will probably be more Fast and Furious films at this rate. Number two was Now You See Me, which was a pretty good film. Uh, I give it about three and a half of five stars. I enjoyed it for what it was, even though it had a nonsensical ending. And some things throughout were nonsensical. Nevertheless, it was uh, pretty good pretty good fun. So that's that was number two at the box office as of Monday. Number three was After Earth. This movie is not doing well. Uh, currently, it has made $29.7 million worldwide. That was its first week. I saw the film, and I think that it is highly underrated. Um, I can't understand why critics are panning it so hard. Um, audiences aren't loving it too much either. Again, this is a film that I give about three and a half of five stars. I saw it last night, uh, and I was expecting it to be much worse than it was based on critic and audience feedback. Uh, it, it's a pretty decent film. Now, I will say that there's been a lot of uh, talk about the Scientology of the film. I don't know a lot about Scientology, uh, and I I just I didn't detect like any over-the-top overt things. I found it to be a decent story, a good father-son story, a good coming-of-age story. Uh, some things left to be desired, but some things were good, and I, I think that it's uh, certainly one of M. Night Shyamalan's better uh, installments into the box office in recent years. He hasn't been faring well, and he, he still isn't faring well with this film, but I feel like that's unjustified. I, I don't quite understand what's going on there. So uh, that, that movie's not doing well, but it was number three. Number four, for its third weekend out, is Star Trek Into Darkness, uh, brought in $16.4 million over the weekend, for a grand total with foreign sales accounted for at $328.5 million worldwide. That is week number three. Uh, this was actually a tie with Epic uh, as of Monday. Uh, Epic, uh, I listed as number four, but it is a tie with Star Trek. Um, and, and so that's week number two, and it now has $150 million worldwide total. Number six is The Hangover Part 3. I'm still weeping for humanity that this film got made and is doing anything at all. It's made $198.8 million worldwide. Number seven was Iron Man 3. Uh, that's week number five. It has brought in $1.2 billion thus far, so doing well and a good film. The Great Gatsby is number eight. Week number four, it's made $248.2 million worldwide. As I suspected, 42 has dropped below my threshold of the top eight, which is what I post every week on Monday. Uh, but uh, it's still there. It is number 13, uh, but bumped out of the rankings that I post. And The Croods has dropped below the threshold into 11th place, but 
it's still hanging on and in theaters, so that's pretty crazy. Uh, be sure to check out my full article uh, linked in the show notes for how the box office report went down on Monday. Also on Monday, I posted an article, uh, a link to uh, Entertainment Weekly, Twilight, Twilight Paradise Sue Lionsgate slash Summit for $500 million. Uh, let me read a little bit of that here. Behind the Lines Productions, the company behind the Twilight parody called Twy Harder has filed a $500 million suit against the makers of Twilight Films in a 219-page complaint obtained by EW. The Paradists write that they were planning to release their film last fall around the same time the Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 2 hit theaters. But after Summit and Lionsgate sent out a cease and desist letter, the plaintiffs claim potential distributors grew skittish about risking the larger studio's ire, even though Behind the Lines say it's parody falls under the terms of fair use doctrine, which protects independent filmmakers, paradise, and other countercultural artists who separate, who create separate and derivative works that may be related to, inspired by, or comment upon pop culture events that dominate the national cineplex and, by extension, the attitudes, perspectives, and behaviors of the populace. Okay, so I have a, a couple of thoughts about this. Um, Lionsgate sending out and, and Summit sending out the cease and desist letter is just completely ludicrous. I mean, this is obviously a parody, and it is well within their rights to do so. Uh, even if I have problems with copyright and patent law in the United States as it exists now, it is within their rights to make this parody as the laws exist now. So the cease and desist is stupid, and it made these investors skittish, and so they backed off. But I still say that copyrights are causing much more issues and much more harm than they are doing good. I think it's time to abolish that garbage in my article that you'll find in the show notes. I also linked to John Syracuse's excellent hypercritical episodes 67 and 68 talking about uh, the, the patent and copyright issues. And I am in complete agreement with him as far as I remember. It's been a while since I listened to the podcast. I listened to them as they came out, and that show has been over for a while now. So – uh, but be sure to check those out. And, you know, my, my, my one other thought on this, uh, despite, despite my feelings about the copyright and patent issues, is, uh, man, these Twilight Paradists need to get a life. Good gracious. If you, need to, if you feel like your life is about doing a parody on Twilight, you need to get a life. <laughs> anyway, so check out that in the show notes. Uh, related to the issue of copyright and patent law is uh, this article, Help Save Podcasting. Uh, so... Uh, Daniel Nazer over at EFF.org. A couple of week, months ago, we wrote that podcasting was under threat from a patent troll. At that time, a, po a patent troll named Personal Audio LLC had sued three podcasters and sent demand letters to a number of others. Since then, Personal Audio has filed two new lawsuits, this time against CBS and NBC. It has also sent additional demand letters to small podcasting operations. We've written often in the past about how patent trolls are a drain on innovation, and this latest troll is no exception. Since many podcasters barely make a profit or simply do it for love, a shakedown from a patent troll threatens to shut down their program. That's the end of that quote from EFF.org. You know, I, I do this podcast. I do the Movie Byte podcast, and I do In the Queue, a show with Alex Arena on QUE.AM. Uh, and I do those all for love thus far. I would love to, for them to make money at some point. I would love to have sponsors for this show, for the Movie Byte podcast. Etc. But we need, of course, more listeners than we have. We're starting to gain some, but we need more. So be sure to tell your friends about this podcast and my other podcast, by the way. But that's a side note. Uh, the issue here is the patent troll uh, just suing people. For, okay, okay. Let me let me kind of go through what's going on here. 
When I make a podcast, I'm recording this podcast right now that you're listening to in Logic Pro, an audio recording program, multi-track audio recording program made by Apple. Uh, so I record it in Logic Pro. I'm sitting here talking to you on the Movie Byte podcast. I'm talking with Joe to you uh, or whoever else my co-host may be. And so we also do a live broadcast. And so then I edit the show in Logic Pro. Once we're done, I add music, I fix mistakes if there are any, and then I bounce or sometimes known as export the audio to hard drive. And then I compress it to MP3 and I upload that MP3 to MovieBytes S3 account, Amazon S3, and I publish it with MovieBytes CMS. And I have show notes. And this is a system, the CMS is a system that I've done a lot of customizing and writing of code for to make it work properly. And then you can download the show with a podcatcher. Now, what part of that process is patentable? What part of that have the, the, has this patent troll claimed uh, authority over? All these are things that you can do with existing software and existing and you write code and all these things. What are they claiming a patent over? This is completely and totally ludicrous. And this proves, again, I'm going to get off my soapbox in a minute and move on, but this is very important because of uh, it's the threatening to podcasting. So we need, we need to get this stopped. Feel free to uh, find this link in the show notes and click on through to EFF.org and donate to try to stop this patent troll. And, and further, I hope that patent law can be changed in this country to, to stop this nonsense. So I'm going to get off my soapbox now. Please check out the link in the show notes. Help save podcasting. Man of Steel, 13-minute featurette. This was a good one. Be sure to check it out. Uh, you'll find the link in the show notes. I'm pretty excited for this film. Uh, it's it's looking pretty good, and uh, going to see it next weekend. Can't wait. Uh, featurette is in the show notes, and you won't want to miss it. 13 minutes worth of featurette, some new stuff that we haven't quite seen yet. Uh, giving a, it gives us a glimpse into the mindset of the director and the actors and, and things like that. So be sure to check that out. All right, Will Smith may not return to Men in Black. Uh, he has made a statement that he thinks that it, that three is enough for him and that he's ready to let somebody else take up the mantle. But I think that without Will Smith, I mean, much respect to Tommy Lee Jones. He's integral as well, I think, and was a little disappointed when he wasn't in it as much as I would have liked in the third installment. But I think Men in Black could go on without Tommy Lee Jones. I don't think it could go on without Will Smith. So I don't even think they should try if he's not interested or if he won't do it. But, I'm, you know, money talks, and we'll see what happens. And maybe Will Smith will come back. I don't know. We'll see. That's in the show notes. Okay, World War Z TV spot. I just wanted to mention this briefly. Uh, I think maybe I'm the only person in the world who feels this way. I, I, I didn't know. I don't know anything about World War Z. I know a little bit more now since I've done a little research. I didn't know anything about it. I've been seeing the trailers. I kept forgetting to look it up when I got out of the theater or when I had seen a trailer or whatever. And I couldn't tell what was going on. I had no, I, I did not get the idea that it was a zombie film, which apparently it is. Um, and and now having watched the trailer last night before After Earth and knowing going in, knowing that there was it was a zombie film, I could see the connections. But before I could not, and I kept wondering what this film was about. Uh, so um, anyway, apparently I'm the only one who felt that way though, as I got a lot of comments on this article about this and everybody else knew this. So it's just one, it, apparently it's my kryptonite. So, <laughs> um, but you can check out the TV spot and the full trailer. Uh, you can check that out linked in the show notes, world war Z. All right. Joss Whedon says no Avengers two without Robert Downey jr. Uh, he is Iron Man. Whedon told the daily beast. He is Iron Man in the way that Sean Connery was James Bond. I have no intention of making Avengers two without him, nor do I think I'll be called upon to do that. That's pretty good news. I mean, I don't think that, uh, Avengers is possible without Iron Man. Um, 
I like the other characters in the Avengers, but again, kind of like Men in Black, uh, you know, where Will Smith is integral. I think that Iron Man is also integral to uh, the Avengers, and with without him, I think it would be a disaster. And I mean specifically without Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. So, um, yeah, I'm glad to hear that Joss Whedon won't make the Avengers without Tony Stark, uh, without Robert Downey Jr. So that is good news. And speaking of Joss Whedon, there's a short video of him talking about Much Ado About Nothing, which is releasing to a wide theatrical release on June the 14th. Uh, And he talks about casting Amy Acker and Alexis Denisoff uh, and things like that. So it's pretty fun. Uh, You know, I I follow Joss Whedon's work pretty closely. So if you do, too, you might want to check this out. And a big Man of Steel trailer dropped yesterday. I was very busy yesterday working and was not able to post it when it came out, much to my chagrin. I have got it up on the site this morning. Great trailer. Not a lot of talking in it, but it doesn't need it. And even more so, I'm excited for this film than I was before. And just briefly, the Movie Byte podcast did not happen this week. This is the first time in the history of Movie Byte, almost a year old now, that we have missed a week of, po- of the Movie Byte podcast. Uh, circumstances beyond our control came up. Joe had uh, some personal matters to tend to that came up very suddenly, and so he uh, he was not able to do the podcast with me. And it's not the sort of podcast that I can do my, by myself like I do this one. So uh, on that short of notice, I really literally found out like a couple hours before the podcast was supposed to happen, as did he. So we're very sorry, and we apologize, and we do try to keep that show regular so that you can count on us. But we will be back next week. I've been in communication with Joe, and we will just do a double feature. We'll be talking about both After Earth and Now You See Me. Now You See Me was supposed to be this week's episode. We're going to do them both next week. So sorry about that, and we will be back on our regular schedule next week, and you can count on us being there. Be sure to tune in live Wednesday, and or if you can't tune in live, download the show Thursday morning. Uh, Briefly, real quickly, Chad Hopkins posted or submitted a review of Now You See Me, which I posted on Movie Byte. I was not able to find time to review this film, much to my chagrin, so he stepped in and filled in the gap. Much thanks to you, Chad, for doing that. And it's a good review. Be sure to check it out. A good review for a good movie. He rated it four of five stars. And now let's talk about what you might want to see this weekend. Frankly, there's nothing new coming out that I'm interested in except for... uh, except for Much Ado About Nothing, which is not releasing white until next week. But in the few theaters, it's coming out this weekend, so if you're lucky, you might be able to catch that. The Internship is the only other big new release that I am simply not interested in, though I probably will wind up seeing it so I can give you an informed opinion. It looks dreadful to me, and it's a big Google product placement as far as I'm concerned. Uh, So Much Ado About Nothing, if you're lucky. If not, you'll have to wait until next weekend. Still in theaters, of course, is Fast and Furious 6. Now You See Me, After Earth, Star Trek Into Darkness, Epic, The Hangover Part 3, Iron Man 3, The Great Gatsby, The Crudes, and 42. For more info on how I feel about those films, whether I think you should see them, and opinions and analysis, be sure to check out my feature, What to See, weekend of June 7th, 2013, linked in the show notes. Well, that is it for this week. You can find the links for all these goodies in the show notes at moviebyte.com slash the wrap slash 33. If you want to keep up with me, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at TJ Draper Pro there, or you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash TJ Draper. You can also follow Movie Byte on Twitter to stay up to date at Movie Byte. You can like Movie Byte on Facebook to stay up to date, facebook.com slash Movie Byte. And make sure you visit the website where we keep you up to date every weekday at moviebyte.com. 
That's it. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a wonderful weekend.